The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live on the internet. Oh, are we just what? riding the struggle bus today? With the... <laughs> Some of the regulars. It's and, the Geek Show. And and we've got, uh, of course, your uh, broken news. We've got the business of show. We've got a take on Barbie that you won't believe coming up. Stand by <laughs> after this quickly. Mm. Huzzah. I can't wait to get into this Barbie thing later. Neither can I? I'm already speculating. Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, all right, it's uh, it's a uh, geek show, and uh, we're here. Uh, uh, two of our regular panelists here, Rebecca Frost, of course, right Hi. here. Hi. Hi, Rebecca. Do you like my room? You're in a tent. It's hot in here. <laughs> it's cute. I bet it's hot. Holy smokes! Did yeah. you light a couple of candles to? Oh, no, room, no room. fire just, ever again in my life. <laughs> she will never. Uh, Quati is here. Too tall, Tony. Hey, I'm back. Hi. Hey, James, thanks for running the show last week while I was gone. I appreciate yes. you stepping in and doing the stream yard stiff. Thank yep. you. Have you caught it yet? <laughs> <laughs> you were running it, and I, and you I have to catch it. can't make me feel worse than I already do. It's fine. That's <laughs> all right. And uh, Excitable James is here, our oh, returning hey. champion. Woo! Yay! Hey, guys. What's all up? Right. I exist. I'm a real person. I'm not AI generated. Everyone okay. tell him how he looks like Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Boy genius. Don't, why would you do that? Don't, don't forget about our host, Mr. I didn't Mr. say it was an insult. <laughs> Carrie Jackson. Oh, hi. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. All right. Uh, let's begin the, the news. Uh, we got a another trailer for Loki. This is the, I believe, the final trailer for season two. And yeah. uh, lots of stuff in there. This one. Tiny one. Trailers for this show because I mean people are gonna watch the people that are gonna watch it, I feel are gonna go watch it. You know, Here's the I thing don't is, see any more convincing. This trailer broke some records. It it was uh, hugely consumed by people. And uh we got we got a good look at uh, uh what's gonna happen. I predict this is just me, I got nothing to base this on. This is just me. I predict this will be our last season of Loki. You think it's a two season run? I think so. I yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. As long as it's two great seasons, I am all for it. But you know? uh, it, it gives us, you know, a, a better idea of what the plot of the season is going to be. Uh, the fact that Loki is being ripped through time. I like that he's glitching, like in that movie we like, um, the Spider-Verse. Um, candy Crush. No, no. <laughs> candy Crush. <laughs> the Candy Crush movie. <laughs> and you went right to Candy Crush. No, no, the um, opposite of a movie. <laughs> oh, what's that game called? It's Disney Pixar. My brain hurts. Why Kingdom Hearts. No. What? No. no. Hold on. Anyway. Oh, Ralph. Oh, oh Wreck-It Ralph. 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 Were, oh. Yeah, he, he did the glitchies. Oh, no, yep. Okay. okay. I, see, yeah. I see the train yeah. of thought now. Also, um, side note, this picture that's in the background, does the color palette and the way that people are dressed, if they put in Ghostbusters, like the logo, does it look like Ghostbusters to well, you guys? Well, kind of feel that way. Yeah. Look at this. Saving the timeline. You've got grown-up data, you know, yeah. and uh, and you've got a, a SWAT guy. you got Mr. Notebook and Wrench, and then a Leaf Blower Man. <laughs> that's, uh, Who are you going to call? That's, leaf uh, Blower Man. Uh, short Round is there. Ki Hu Kwan. 
Yeah. There's also an Oh, I'm sorry about that. Well, Carrie. Okay. That was me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It was lunch. Uh, ate a little oh, something. I'm so sorry. Uh, Somebody's <laughs> driving in their commute and listening to that, and they're going to be like, what the hell? I know. That? Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it looks it looks really cool. Starts on October 6th, um, uh, season two. It's a six episode season, is all. So uh, enjoy and consume. Uh, this is how shows need to be short, sweet. Say what you need to say. Get in, get out. Wait, you know, did I do so, a bad thing? Is Key Key? I can't remember Kei his name. Kehi Kwan. He played Data in Goonies, right? Yes, that was his okay. character's name. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was like, is that, I'm that over was here him, like, right? I'm, I'm over here like in Star next, Trek. No, 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 no. Yeah, I thought you meant Next Generation. Yeah. But I was nodding to go along. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm curious yeah. to know what their approach with Kang is now, because they definitely were like, we're gonna just like not really put him in the. Trailer. Well, I mean, he was in the trailer, but not. There was that statue thing of him and like at the end he showed up yeah yeah and i think that was just also footage from ant-man and the wasp quantumania yeah right well we haven't Um, seen the disney release anything about the situation the the situation is is that his trial has been pushed back to october 6th okay well hold on i'm wondering if disney is like okay because all the actors are on strike they can't do any promotions for Mm -hmm. anything but we can still like release stuff maybe it's a blessing that (laughs) he can't do promotional stuff for Mm -hmm. loki beforehand and we can Mm -hmm. still just go on ahead and release the show and people will just forget if he has a decent sized part in in uh, if Jonathan Majors has a decent sized part in season two and they've already filmed it all, they'll probably just have to pull a flash and just keep it. You know, uh, I don't think that Marvel's going to abandon him. I don't. I, I I don't get the feeling they are either. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I think, no. I think they're going to uh, do a, a flash. They're going to do a, what's his name? Candy Crush. Ez- Michael Keaton. Ezra Michael Keaton. <laughs> Ezra Miller, they're going to pull in Candy Ezra Crush. Miller. You know, Candy that's Crush. Gonna be, that's going to be my go-to now. You know, Candy you know, Crush. You know, Candy Crush. <laughs> All right. Uh, you were talking about Star Trek. Um, everyone is. Everyone has an opinion, I'll say, about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the musical episode. Uh-oh. This is the wrong. This is. Hold on. Subspace Rhapsody. I found Yay. it. It's, uh, it. A lot of people are talking about Yay. it. I watched Yay! it last night. It was As quite incredible. Good. I got. The, I have two people now watching Strange New Worlds for the first time because of this episode. Really? Yes. Oh, good. Okay, so it's bringing that. people to church. I'm all for that. Yes, because like two of my friends were like, "Man, I just keep seeing people not only just posting about the musical episode, but about Strange New Worlds in general." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Dang, maybe I should watch the show." And I'm like, "Absolutely, you should watch the show. It was my gateway drug. Join me." <laughs> <laughs> Strange well, New Worlds like is. The read, of, uh, is the <laughs> read of Star Trek. And I saw our uh, our dear friend, Dr. Paul, uh, Dr. Paul White in the chat room there, uh, talking about how he's been listening to that soundtrack over and over. It was good. I, I purposefully did not speed through a yellow light yesterday so that I could keep listening to the soundtrack before I got to where I was going. Star Trek, saving lives. That's uh-huh. when you know it's good. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, Subspace Rhapsody is the name of the episode, and um, Paramount and Lakeshore Records have released an 11-track album dedicated to the musical numbers, uh, from the acapella take of the main theme to the instrumental melody that plays over its credits. Every song from the cast is there, and you can find it on Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Deezer, and Quobuzz. It's also on Spotify. It is on Spotify? Mm-hmm. I don't have that listed here. 
Uh, that's where, I mean, no, that's where I've been listening to it. That's where you've been listening to it. There is no barrier of entry for music anymore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yo, you can get it any, anywhere at any price point, really. What was on SoundCloud is now on everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we can talk about the episode briefly, uh, if you want. No spoilers, I mean. Uh, spoiler, it was amazing. <laughs> and I know Carrie's not, like, super jazzed about it, and I don't understand. Well, now I think Carrie and I are in the same in the same. Uh, Tony, no. Let's see. Tony. No, no, no. Hang on. I think Carrie and I are in the same uh, mindset in that we don't like musicals. Well, it's yeah. There's that. But okay. here's the thing. However, is that, it, that being said, I really, really liked it. I but really, also, really liked it. Also, that being said, a couple of my favorite things are musicals: The Blues Brothers, Rocky Horror Picture Show, musicals. Okay, maybe um, I'm more of a musical hater than you are. But I <laughs> it's not no, a contest. See, I there's a handful. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. I like Sweeney Todd. Uh, so there's a handful of musicals that I really like. This one. I had, boy, the skill that they showed, the fact that they did it, kudos. I give you hands. Great Uh job. Really, really, really. I just. just Yeah, he's given props for having completed it. (laughs) I think you. No, they did a great job. And if you enjoy this, hey, terrific. I, for some reason. If I don't get credit for it, does it exist? Exactly. (laughs) For some reason, when it was done, I went, okay. I didn't hate it. No. I I think the question is. Could you okay. consume right. a show that is only that, though? I could not, no. Exactly. You know what? Well, actually, no, I take like, it that's back why I because... I didn't watch Glee, okay? I actually really enjoyed uh, Gallivant, of all things. <gasps> I love And that's a musical Gallivant. show, so I guess maybe I'm not as much of a musical Crazy hater Ex-Girlfriend? As you watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I liked Crazy I did, Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. That was a funny show. Yes, All right, yes, well, exactly. maybe I'm going to eat crow a little bit here. But Eat with Crazy Ex Girlfriend, there were only know. like maybe two songs an episode. Yeah, it, it was, was like yeah. two songs. An it episode, wasn't as yeah. much in Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Uh, yeah, no, I I, yeah. I enjoyed this, and and kudos to these guys for pulling it off. I don't know if I'll listen to the soundtrack. I did like the uh, character exposition that we got out of it. It was because that was yes. that's what musicals do really well. Is you get you know you understand well, the character through their exposition you through La- song. And La- they- on and her I want song is so heartbreaking. Which she's a professional musician. I didn't know that until oh, this yeah, episode. She's, she's a professional yeah. singer. Um, and then uh, Uhura, the voice of the Enterprise, her song Chapel's breakup song with Spock, and Spock's like, oh no, I guess I misunderstood. I guess I misread our entire relationship song. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. I mean, a lot happened in this episode. I mean. There were there were a lot of character development, and I and I appreciate that. I really well, do. The way Captain of, Pike looks like he just wants to die every time he has to sing. Yes. <laughs> I loved that. One of my favorite things, and I I guess it's well, my favorite musical anything is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode of the was the musical. The musical. Yeah, that's a good one. I super loved that one. I listened. I actually bought that soundtrack. I liked. Oh, it that you much. did. I did. Oh. Now. Um, what I love about that one and this one is the fact that the characters are fully self-aware of what's going on and that they're singing, but they shouldn't be singing. And that and- the singing <laughs> is causing them to bear their emotions and feelings out to a point where they never would if it weren't for this and uh, that, situation. And that very yeah. first song, too, where Pike is like, what is happening? Why is there singing? And then <laughs> like everybody's singing. And then Laon comes on. And he's like, okay, Laon can tell me. And Laon will explain this. And then she starts singing. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. If they, if they got her, like, <laughs> yeah. we're due. 
doomed. <laughs> and let's not really pretend good. like this is the first themed episode, too, right? Oh, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course Renaissance won a couple of uh, episodes. Anybody who, season, compl- yeah. anybody who complains about this season of Strange New Worlds trying to do, you know, these different things, go back and look at the history of Star Trek. It's been done, all right? So that, one, that, of my friend, you know. one of my friends that decided he, that he wants to kind of give it a try, he was like, is this episode like their Jumping the Shark episode? And I'm like, no, it is impossible no. for Star no. Trek to have a Jumping the Shark episode. Yep. Because it, this yeah. is their whole deal. Their whole yep. deal is doing mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. What I thought was it was brilliant though was that the first you know the first song "Situation Normal" or whatever it's called is essentially the lines of every bridge crew member in every series. You know, it's like it's like all, all the of these ones. Yeah, all of yeah, all the cliches. All every bridge crew member has said these lines a thousand times, and they made a song about it, which mm. I thought was kind of cool. It's so I'm good. Just, wait, I'm excited for the dubstep remix once we get done. You know, I, I just can't right, can give we talk, it more. Can we p- talk power? Uh, I don't, there's there's a moment at the end that I don't want. I don't really want to spoil. But well, let's um, not spoil it then, because the, the season, just, the episode only came out like three days ago. We can so. talk more about this in the after party. After party. How about that? Yeah. And okay. and with full spoiler warnings in the after party, we can gush full about frontal spoiler warnings. Yeah. We can gush about <laughs> this season of, of Strange New Worlds if you want in the after party. That's yeah, geekshowgotthiscovered.com. And uh, you can watch the uh, live after party after we get done with this. It's right there for you. Uh, speaking of our Patreon, uh, just real quick, uh, I, I can't get into specifics, but if you want to get in on that uh, $3.50 a month deal tier, act now. That's do about so all I sold out. Rather than later. Yeah, do so now, better than later. Changes are coming to the patreon fun uh, updates so, etc etc exactly so uh, tony was part of that conversation last night so uh, if you want to get in at that 350 a month deal do it soon that's at geekshowgotthiscovered.com uh, a couple of quick things uh real quick uh first of all uh, oh yes next week we're live at Bruvies for the show uh it's a geek show in conjunction with the space show show uh showing wrath of khan the director's cut at Bruvies on the 12th, yeah. that's next Saturday, doors at 11.30, the pod at noon, and the movie at 1, pay what you want. There will be more exclusive merchandise available there, including a fashion doll-themed uh, bit of merchandise. You that, can't even, Are you finally can't getting even your bobblehead you've fathom. wanted all these years? We're finally getting Polly Pocket socks. We got Bratz-themed shirts. <laughs> You're going to love it. Uh, oh, and... And uh, as far as our uh, merch store, it's coming. So if you see a merch store for Geek Show out there, that's not us. Don't, we'll let don't you know buy from them. Yes. When it's uh, us. Also, a little bit of I want to thank everyone who is listening, watching, uh, enjoying Geek Show because uh, according to uh, our new uh, numbers, I'll just put it that way, since the beginning of the year, our downloads have gone up so much. Uh, and it's not just Geek Show Podcast. It's not just this show. It's it's the Space Show Show. It's Help Desk. It's Arcade. And, and so we want to thank you guys for listening more to us and more often. And thank you for spreading the word of this church uh, that we all belong to. And uh, bring in some more people. Why not? Yeah. There's people always need, room for more. People need saving. So- cult, my cult <laughs> needs more people. Yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed. You've been watching Praise Petey? You should check out Praise Petey. No, I no, I watched that key Oh man, is it about oh, is it about cults? There is Evan. Well, 
it's a just, it's a comedy animated comedy about a cult leader that's voiced by Annie Murphy. It's right. it's quite funny. I no, I've just been watching a lot of stuff about polygamy. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. All right, I live well, close to it. We can we can go that down that road if you want. I guess. Uh, All right. <laughs> well, what do you want to know? We'll James. We'll talk later. In the after party, okay. maybe we'll talk about it then. <laughs> uh, let's get on to more news. Uh, is anyone watching? Uh, no, not not yet. Disenchantment. <laughs> oh, I have that one too, though. Disenchantment. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Yep, there you I, go. I've watched everything I, up I, to the newest season. Oh, you have? Yeah, I, I watched liked, the I first liked season. And, yeah, and it's good. Like, I watched the first season with high hopes. but Okay. You know. uh, well, uh, Disenchantment will end with season five on Netflix. So uh, let's see. Uh, it will return f for its final run of 10 episodes on the 1st of September, uh, just so you know. Uh, the series originally landed at Netflix with a 20-episode order before being renewed in 2018 for a second batch of 20 installments. Uh, rather than calling each run of 10 episodes a season, Netflix has split the orders and billed each batch as a part, yeah. which is a tactic that many networks and streamers employ in a bid to avoid standard pay raises for creatives and stars. Oh, I learned, boo. I learned boo. this week. So that's why you get the split seasons on the streaming shows. They're doing it to rip off the creatives, uh, which I found fascinating. I did not know that. Uh, but anyway, you get your final season. I don't, on. I don't know why you guys are so against big corporations making all of the money. I personally uh, like the way that, that they're dictating my life. Is that you, Zaslav? Ability for me to buy a reasonable house. <laughs> Zaslav AI. Can you guys his say that in my microphone? What'd you say? <laughs> his last name is James Zaslav. Is is, is his last Oh no! Name. Excitable James Zaslav. You can't prove that with science. Mm -mm. <laughs> what is science um, anyway? Hmm? Exactly. Mm. Uh, also, uh, real person. This is for, this is for the Spooky Time Club. Scream Seven, yeah, boys, is, is going to be directed by, uh, and this is this is why I'm excited because I really enjoyed the Happy Death Day movies. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be uh, Scream Seven is going to be directed by the guy who directed the Happy Death Day movies. Christopher Landon is his name. He also made uh, I know Rebecca liked this show, Freaky. Yes, with that's why Swan. I'm glad he's doing Scream Seven because Scream Seven is a franchise that. Uh, I, I'll admit I am way behind, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, it's very aware of what it is. And, like, that's why you need a guy like this guy who mm -hmm. understands the tropes and how to play with those. And he, so you know, as some, he's a yeah, writer as from way back. If I've never seen any of the Scream movies, can I get an elevator pitch for Scream? No, not for me. Because I think Cabin <laughs> in the Woods is it, is it Cabin in the Woods adjacent? No, no, it's it's it's, a, it's like one of the first like it's like one of the first teen slasher movies where anybody could die, right? And, because like in the very first Scream, you have Drew Barrymore yeah. there, and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore's in this horror movie, great, and then she dies in the first five minutes. So and Ooh. and it's the first like real slasher movie where the killer is inside the house right the killer is part of your friend group and it could be anybody yeah mm. and and one of the tropes uh. of scream and i'll probably get this mangled i wish that my producer katie was here she'd be able to explain it better than i would is that the the murderer adheres to the rules of all established horror movie rules aggressively uh, yeah yeah he he adheres to all of the tropes hmm. you can so, only attack teenagers having sex in the woods that's Obviously. that's one of them. That's one of them. The virgin uh, has know, to survive. 
if someone walks away alone, they will get killed. You know, I mean, the murderer is a horror movie fan, and so he's following the rules. Of so, uh, so I I watched the first movie for the like I I've never seen them before until like I think last year, and I I knew going in that the first movie had two killers. I'm sorry, this is spoiler for Scream. That's like but, 20 years. You don't, yeah, yeah, you don't deserve a, a, a secret yeah. or a but, surprise um, ending. But, um, you know, the movie opens and it's, you know, uh, this guy calling Drew Barrymore and interrogating her about horror movies, right? Mm -hmm. Like being a real gatekeepy douche about it. And then the next scene introduces, you know, Nev Campbell and her boyfriend, who is also being an annoying douche about horror movies. And I'm like, oh, he's the killer? And my friend was like, (laughs) how did you figure that out? And I'm like, because... Ghostface was being aggressively annoying about horror movies, and then the, the first time we meet this guy, he's being aggressively annoying about horror movies. It's kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of well, and it's because it's old, you know. Like back yeah, then, yeah. that was a new trope, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's like Which it's is... like when I read Dune, I was like, I've read a lot of books that do this stuff better. Yeah, and then I had to realize Dune was it's one of the, the first, first yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, so that's and why it's, it's like, and that's, and that's why yeah. the screen movies had to keep you know, evolving and changing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, otherwise it would just be the same old thing. Uh, I just like how Rebecca went a beautiful mind on it. And she started like seeing through the opaque. Just like, like, yeah. Okay, the lines and the newspaper clippings. Uh, they're, they're, they're quite good actually. The screen movies. Um, all right. Uh, here we go. This, uh, this is an, this I found interesting as well. It's, it's, you know, without a lot of breaking news because of the strikes and everything, I've been digging into other things and I found, that a lot of the uh, a lot of the beliefs we have, James, are not actually true. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you find religion? Where are we going? Tell me. Where? No, I'll, I'm dude, excited. I'll dress this however you want me to dress. This conversation going? Huh? Because I'll move into if, whatever apartment complex you want. <laughs> no, listen. Uh, if I were to say uh, uh, Pixar Elemental, Elementals, the, the, the new movie, was it a success? If I ask you that question, you would say no, right? It's actually quite successful. I don't know what to believe anymore because of the funnels that social media has pushed me into. Exactly. And I'm a shit now. Again, I'm on exactly. the big corporation side of this. There's social media <laughs> and then there's facts. And the facts are that Elemental is actually a successful Pixar film. Uh, and, and it's funny because you don't see a lot of talking, you know, people talking, but word of mouth is making this movie successful. Uh, it cleared the $400 million mark at the global yeah. box office on Tuesday, became okay. the first Hollywood animated uh, movie based on original IP to do so since before the pandemic. Are the elements original IP? Uh, it's Water, technically fire. Cons- I've heard of it before. <laughs> it's technically it before. considered original IP. God owns the trademark on uh, Not yeah. true. Not original IP. I originally saw it in Captain Planet with the rings. <laughs> <laughs> and that one guy that got gypped that was the heart. Unless there's a heart in Elemental, I don't He was it. the most uh, airbender. powerful, The James. last Airbender. Didn't the last Airbender That's have a the... monopoly on the elements? You guys are ruining Carrie's story. Sorry. Yeah, see, Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> Tack Blueberry in the chat room says, did that even happen, that movie? Yeah. That's the it's, thing. It, it feels it, like it came out and it was exactly. just like, Oof. It's still happening. It's still in theaters. Uh, as of uh, t- uh, Tuesday... A domestic tally of 146.2 mil, and that's uh, 257.5 mil overseas. Worldwide, 403.7 mil. Uh, so, it, Elemental is well ahead of last year's uh, Lightyear, which I think me and Rebecca were the only ones that liked it. I liked it. You liked Lightyear? <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a good time. Yeah. 
It was a it was a movie and it was it was fine. Uh, but that's the problem is with the economy now. I don't know what these box office number. I don't know what they're looking for. Apparently, yeah, they I spend the more on the thing, the thing Secret about, Wars than they did oh, Oppenheimer. Elemental. I'm confused. What I think Elemental has going for it is it released at the very beginning of the summer when school was getting out, mm-hmm. and the thing about elemental it has been a slow build to mm. how successful it has been yeah which means you have kids like all summer long like this movie i think is still in theaters it like, is. and that's because you know parents are still taking kids to mm-hmm. go see it like as stuff to do <laughs> they're People just like are, oh yeah. what, what have we not watched it we need to get out of the house uh, but it's okay there's like teenage mutant ninja turtles is out <laughs> well, now, and- so you should go see that <laughs> yeah uh, elemental there's held so much in- stuff that compete with it Sorry. Elemental held in week after week. It enjoyed one of the top uh, multiples of any Pixar title in the history of North American box office. Quickly surpassed The Flash, which opened over oh, the same what a opened <laughs> over the same June weekend. I, I get to, the pun. Quickly to, surpassed The Flash. Yeah, that's a pun. Opened <laughs> over the same June <laughs> weekend. Flash and Elementals to far bigger numbers, but to date has only earned 107 mil domestically mm. and 268.3 mil globally. That's The Flash. So. Ooh. Elemental is doing well everywhere, and it and it just opened this weekend in Japan. Well, so. <laughs> and I think part of it too goes back to kind of what James was talking about, where what is our metric for successful anymore? In the public yeah. eye, I think we've been so skewed by billion dollar box office movies that we don't think a movie's successful unless it makes like seven hundred fifty million dollars. Exactly. Anything underneath that, we're all just like, eh, it didn't do as much as uh, Avatar. But, you know, uh, it's I mean, it's it's the people who have seen it said, wow, I'm, I was really surprised. It was really good. Everybody told me it wasn't. And the people who were telling you it wasn't were looking at the initial box office receipts. Well, they're also not advertising it as what it actually like is about. Like, it's mm-hmm. actually a really good movie about like relationships between story. different different races. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not advertising that. No, Re- because, well, that's the elements. So. Yeah. yeah. See, see the water guy and the fire lady. See, the I would like to see them combine. And you know, like people who are steamy. different from each other, don't they don't like that? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like an immigrant metaphor. story. Yeah. I don't have no problems with the with the water person living in my neighborhood. I don't got no problem with that. I just don't want them dating my fire daughter. I just that's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. I think you just pure. summed up the movie. You did. Yeah, actually. That's, that's the movie. That's the plot. It's it's Romeo and Juliet. Dollars now. Yeah, I have a lot ideas. of it. Wait until you see my mattress idea. <laughs> what if mattresses had feelings? <laughs> You know they have feelings and they've seen stuff, okay? It's a um, mattress therapy movie. All right. Mm. Uh, let's see. We found out who bought the the uh, Magic the Gathering one ring card. Yes, we did. We did. And he's a Utah resident. It. And he's a local local boy made good. He is well, Post he didn't Malone. Buy, he didn't buy it originally. No, he did not. Well, he, yeah, he bought it after it was found. Yeah. He was just uh, waiting. He had his he had his RSS feed set. So <laughs> he now would I get thought, that note. I thought, is this guy just buying it because it's what it is, or you know, oh, no. is he buying no, it because he's Post he's, Malone? He's it a turns huge out, nerd. Yeah, I found out he's a, he loves Magic: The Gathering. He yep. built well. He's a huge nerd in like so many different aspects. Didn't he build like a Fallout compound out <laughs> in like the Utah desert? Oh yeah, he's he's a total nerd, and he paid over two million for it. Yeah, uh, for for the One Ring card. Can you imagine the return on investment on that? guy right there next to him yep. that he's got his arm around he bought a oh, pack yeah. of cards for i don't know fifty dollars whatever they were selling those special bundles for turned around in a week and sold it for over two million dollars yeah 
Uh, he uh, Post Malone apparently just recently acquired uh, a print of Chris Rush's artwork for the Black Lotus card. He paid eight hundred thousand dollars for that. Yeah, I mean that's how much of a nerd this guy is. Um, that's another super rare magic card, Black Lotus. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that a a nerd got it. Yeah, I imagine for using sure, your powers for good. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought for sure it was going to be bought by some tech bro and put up in his trophy case or whatever and you know point at next, it to say, hey. next to the corpse of the x logo that they had to take down from exactly. the building in yeah. san francisco uh, exactly. yeah, she gets it yeah. she does <laughs> all right uh let's get to the business of show shall we uh these two guys seem to do and say stupid things a lot, don't they? I'm talking about Stephen Amell and Zachary oh, Levi. Ghostface and... Not, not Ghostface and the director, no. <laughs> the one that you kept going to. Uh, Zachary <laughs> Levi and Stephen Amell. These guys Sag seem jags. to... Sag jags. <laughs> yeah, they seem to say and do things that get themselves in trouble, and then they wind up apologizing for it. So Stephen Amell was at um, uh, GalaxyCon in Raleigh, uh, and uh, he he talked about the strike. And uh, he says, I feel I'm insulated in Hollywood because that's where I live. I feel like a lot of people in this room aren't aware of the strike. I support my union. I do stand with them, but I do not support striking. Dope. I think that it's a reductive no negotiating tactic, and I find Sh the entire thing incredibly frustrating. Dope. Uh, don't stand with Sh your... Just, 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 yeah. just have your well, bad opinions and keep them to yourself. So, I was going to say the same thing, Rebecca. It's like, sometimes exactly. just don't say nothing. I mean, so, <laughs> do we need his opinion? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, that's the thing is that he's at a con was, and he can't talk about any of the projects he's worked on. So right. he, they got to talk about something when they do a panel. And that was is, obviously a question that was lobbed to him for an easy home run where you say, yeah, so support the actors striking, mm -hmm. you know, we need to do it. And there's and instead, stuff yeah. to talk about. <laughs> just takes Favorite color, L. yeah, toothbrush type, so much stuff. So oh my gosh. it was like the next day after that audio was released online. The next day, he got on his Instagram and and had to clarify. Yeah, oh, uh, if you have uh, you to know. clarify at all. Uh, so he, you know, he says, uh, "I don't support striking. I don't." He says, "What this means in full context." I understand fundamentally why we're here. My off-the-cuff use of the word support is clearly contradictory to my true feelings and my emphatic statement that I do stand with my union. Uh, no. Webster's Dictionary defines support <laughs> as... And, as a person who... <laughs> you know, and this... I mean, I've interviewed him a couple of times, and he seems like a nice enough guy, but... Yeah. Well, you know what's so funny is I have learned after this that apparently, like, nobody in the Arrowverse likes him. Apparently. Like, really? yeah. Well, yeah, and they're just like, yeah, this guy this guy blows. And there, so there's going to be on the picket line an, Ar an Arrow reunion picket um, on Friday, August 11th, where a bunch of the writers, actors, and fans are going to join the picket line. Mm -hmm. And there's going to have like um, limited edition arrow bucket hats um, <laughs> with all proceeds going to healthcare for industry crew members throughout the union solidarity, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, the rest of the arrow verse is like, we, mm, yeah, forget this mm -hmm. guy. We, yeah. <laughs> and then the anti vaxxer Zachary Levi stepped up. As he did <laughs> not my, want to be challenged. Hold my beer. <laughs> it was. It was like he saw what happened with Stephen Amell and he said, hold my beer. Uh, and again, it's a, an offhand remark that he made at a con. 
uh, you know, he just um, anyway. Celebrities it, are going to start going it, to stop going to cons because they get in trouble. They're going to stop going. Yeah, he says I'm not <laughs> yeah. allowed. He, he says I'm not allowed to talk about this. Is so dumb. I'm not allowed to talk about any of my previous work. I'm not allowed to talk about movies that I may have been a superhero in. I'm not allowed to talk about TV shows that I may have been a nerd who worked at Best Buy. I'm not allowed to talk about any animated princess movies that I was fantastic in as the best that prince ever. I was ever. fantastic as in? As the best prince ever, I'm not allowed to talk about those things. Wow. Why would you say these things? The humility. He's just, you know, the he's humility. One of these, He's one of these guys that have people around him who keep saying, yes, Zachary, everything you say uh, and do is right. And ouch. he believes it, you know. Not and then good. he goes online and he goes down the Joe Rogan hole and you never know what happens there. <laughs> Stay uh, out of Joe Rogan's hole. Exactly. <laughs> so then he had to release a statement. Oh, no, I fully support. Let me be clear. I, you know. <laughs> Anytime you have to be like, listen, I'm not a racist. But, <laughs> but it's like prefacing well, the words that exactly. as somebody who like says a lot of stuff um there's times to not yeah <laughs> especially when thing. they're optional you know I'll, what i mean i'll say so i'll be like no i'm not trying to sound like a jerk right now and then mm -hmm. i always follow it up with but i'm right about to sound like a jerk and then yeah. i'll say whatever i'm gonna say and 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 the 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 less you say the better just yeah. you know yep. and it should have been just i support my union that's all you needed to say guys that's okay. all you gotta be a little more cool. self-aware folks yep well right. let's let's say that he believes that he's right what is to be gained another it's good point to James. be lost yep. you know another good point and so this is this is going to be interesting in, in cons going forward who else is going to screw up big time uh, all right. The next, uh, I'm Spartacus person. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, uh, we've talked about this on this show, um, about uh, the AI in Hollywood um, replacing extras. Uh, and uh, Mike found this story on NPR. Uh, it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's what am I already to put up? happening. What's the picture for this one? Uh, I, didn't, I don't I, know if you I had that. I have one. it. It's the WandaVision one. You put up a picture. Oh, me, oh okay. After four right. weeks of working as a background actor on WandaVision, during uh, I would have got it if I'd have waited two seconds. Dang it. Alexandria. Well, it also says it's also labeled extras, and they're all yeah. numbered. Alexandria, read. Alexandria <laughs> Rubalcaba was told by the production crew to report to a tractor trailer. Dozens of other background actors were wrangled to the same site where, one by one, they were told to step in front of a series of cameras on metal rigs behind glass. Have your hands out. Have your hands in. Look this way. Look that way. Let us see your scared face. Let us see your surprise face. These were the instructions that she was given. Uh, the actors had their faces and bodies scanned for about 15 minutes each. Then their digital replicas were created. Here's the thing. She was never told how or if this digital avatar of herself would ever be used on screen. Now, if it is used, she might never know as well. No matter what happens with it, she'll never see any payment for that. They're using her likeness, her image, and she won't see any. And, and that's part of what the unions are striking against. This, this yep. is already happening, apparently. Uh, she, she's paid $187 a day as a background actor. And now they don't have to pay that. They can just make fake ones from people that they've scanned. If you're going to be Trixie go ahead, James. No, I was going to say, if you're going to be Trixie and a dick about it, like at least be like Trixie in a way that respects the people. Like do it in the TSA scanner 
and be tricksy about it. you know what i mean is this <laughs> do it in the tsa scanner yeah dude you're already doing this thing and half the time i'm scared because i'm like <laughs> what did i what's in there what's in me right do now? i have I didn't a put bomb anything on weird me did i forget and i accidentally packed my bomb <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked my rectum lately. What's up? What there? did I touch? Yeah. I packed 18 pairs of underwear in case I shit myself twice a day, but uh, did I remember to, to not pack I my I told bomb? you that in confidence, Rebecca. <laughs> that doesn't look sus at all. 18 <laughs> pair of underwear. <laughs> well, it's like when you're packing, you know, when you like overpack on underwear, because like if you're planning on shitting yourself twice a day. <laughs> I have the opposite problem. <laughs> I'm I there, I'm like, I got to go by Target. Different uh, vacation styles, I think. I'm sorry. I've got... Uh... I've got a I one o'clock o- shitting myself appointment. <laughs> I'm uh, back in a minute. I overpack on my clothes because I like to have options. <laughs> uh. Uh, also in the business of show, um, Hasbro is selling its film and TV assets uh, to, uh, let's see, is it legendary? It's the E1 film and TV studio that they have created. Uh, they're selling it to Lionsgate. That's it. Lionsgate Entertainment by mm, year that's end for, weird. for about $500 million. Uh, Like. A Lionsgate Magic the Gathering movie makes sense, but trying to think of like a Lionsgate Monopoly movie. We already <laughs> had that. It's Wolf of Wall Street, man. <laughs> <laughs> he went directly to jail. Uh, I don't the, know that he went directly to jail. He passed go a few times. Yeah. The, E1, the <laughs> E1 business is made up of about 85% of the company's entertainment segment revenue last year, according to uh, Hasbro on a post-earnings call. With the sale of its E1 film and TV business to Lionsgate, Hasbro is dodging a bullet in terms of the content pipeline, it says here. Oh? Uh, the toy maker uh, said... Content mar- pipeline is such an icky phrase. I know, I hate it. <laughs> the toy maker said margins at its entertainment segment are expected to slide due to the strike, as well as the $25 million charge it took from the lackluster performance of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves at the box office. So... That was a good movie. Y'all didn't see it. It was. And, it was a great movie. And now this happens. So <laughs> I wish movie, I want but a sequel so bad. If you're launching a studio or at least trying to start a strategy with Dungeons and Dragons, that's kind of a deep cut. Like start mm-hmm. with something surface level. Like you're you're trying to appeal with peop to people that color with crayons with a closed fist. <laughs> so maybe start a little bit more simple. Well, the big money maker in this picture, nobody's even talking about here, is definitely the uh, Peppa My Pig Little Ponies right there. Oh yeah, the Bronies. They spend money like crazy oh, for they the do, My yeah. Little Pony stuff. <laughs> All right, and we've let's... had several My Little Ponies movies, if I'm not mistaken, and they did okay. Mm, I think they right? do all right. I know the toys sell well. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the toy subject. This is the Barbie story I was uh, I can't I couldn't wait to share with you uh, and especially Rebecca. Yeah, boy. Um, more than a week after the release Whoa. of the Barbie movie. Tony, why is your brightness so so bright? I know. It doesn't look like that on my screen, only on the thingy. so social media is full of scores of women who say they deeply reconsidered their relationships after seeing the film. Mhm. Uh, in the in the am I the asshole subreddit, oh. am I the asshole for breaking up with my boyfriend over the Barbie movie? Uh, she shared her story of how her boyfriend complained to her about the movie's feminist themes after they left the showing. Uh, on TikTok, another woman said the Mattel movie inspired her to break up with her boyfriend after a string of bad behavior on his part. Uh, she said, thank you, Barbie, for empowering me and giving me the confidence, making me realize I deserve better. Amen. Uh, Teresa Ar- Arzate of Dallas shared 
on Twitter that her ex-boyfriend's reaction in the theater was just the push she needed to call it quits. Wow. Uh, he's a good guy, she said, but they were having issues long before seeing the movie. Their lived experiences are pretty different, and the Barbie movie highlighted just how differently they viewed the world. I was so invested in the movie that I really didn't even recognize how he was perceiving it until he asked two or three times throughout the movie, are you crying? <laughs> oh, man. After the movie... <laughs> After the movie, we amicably came together to recognize that we're just not on the same wavelength. We could argue till the end of time that of what gender slash sex has a tougher time going through life. Barbie helped me graduate out of the cycle of overextending myself into spaces or around people I don't truly resonate with to get myself back into discovering what I want out of life. Um, and uh, elsewhere on TikTok, women are sharing how they plan to use what did you think of Barbie? as a litmus test for dating. <laughs> wow. That's so good. That's yes. so good. Now, it should be noted that plenty of men passed the test easily, and they even dressed up in pink to go to the movie, sympathizing with their girlfriends after seeing it. it. says, if you go see it with a guy who says, Ken did nothing wrong, patriarchy is good, then you need to get rid of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty big red flag right according there. To, according to TikTok. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, Melanie from Florida posted on TikTok about how she hopes straight women use the movie to get a read on the men that they're seeing. She also recommends Gone Girl for this as well. Yes, mm. oh my God. Uh, well, I mean, also Gone see, Girl, like, there's no winner, there's no good people I was gonna in say, that movie. No. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> like the, the equivalent, yeah. If I, if, unless I'm misremembering it, isn't that like the female equivalent of the Joker movie where it's like Gone the Girl? Joker's not I technically mean... like kind of not wrong, but like also not probably right. shouldn't shoot people. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't should. know that I would make that comparison. I still haven't seen the Barbie movie, so I, I can't do the metaphors. Well, now here's, here's some more. It says, um, I don't think every man needs to be as excited or want to see the Barbie as much as their partners, but I think a guy should be able to set aside two hours to see a movie that's important or exciting to whoever they're dating yeah, without absolutely. putting it down or complaining about it. Yep. I do think if a guy has a strong negative reaction just to the idea of seeing the movie or feminine interest, that that's a red flag. Uh, a mental health counselor in Ohio, Ali uh, Fridstein, says, uh, while nobody needs to enjoy the exact same entertainment as you, it's reasonable to expect basic respect and decency from a romantic partner in the way they talk about things that emotionally affect you. Uh, here She says, this, there is a significant difference between I don't like that movie, but I'm glad you enjoyed it, versus I hated it because it was woke garbage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good point. Sure. Uh, let's see, uh, her and her own boyfriend had a lukewarm re a review of the film, which she saw with a bunch of her friends. Uh, other women who saw the movie gave props to Greta Gerwig for capturing the many real experiences of women dating in their relationships, having to sit through the Godfather trilogy. I'm, having, I'm glad they brought this up. Having so to many sit women, through the Godfather, having a guitar played at you for four hours. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> These are my when, moves, Rebecca. What else do I do? Boy, I can't realized, wait to see this movie. <laughs> I did the same thing when I was younger. I, I wanted to have my girlfriend watch the Godfather trilogy with me while I sat and, you know, Watched made talk through the whole movie. Yeah. Talk yeah. through the whole movie. I did the same thing with Sue with Apocalypse Now, which she hates me for now. Uh, oh, yeah, you know. I can't wait for you guys to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wife and daughter went to go see it, and they came back. They loved it. Like mm -hmm. absolutely loved it. Yeah, I real I realize I I did that when I was young and dating. Uh, but uh, now here's here's 
on the on the Reddit thread that went viral, one viewer detailed how the movie led a guy to break up with his girlfriend because of Barbie. He realized he needed to be less dependent on his girlfriend for validation. Wow. Oh my God! What, a, what the Said, man understood the movie perfectly. Exactly, incredible. But, yeah, he says, believe it or not, this realization shook me. I had been clinging to the comfort and support that she provided, blind to the mounting issues. Until that's incredible. Like he, he literally saw. got the message of the movie. That's exactly. fantastic. Exactly. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes. Hot take. Here's the thing. Let's hear it, James. James, you haven't even seen the movie, so I'm very curious. I haven't to seen the movie, but I have heard about the dude who <laughs> broke up with his girlfriend over the Barbie movie. Here's the thing. The the optimist in me is like, that's why. That's the reason. But the cynic in me was, that dude was looking for an excuse, and that was the excuse he needed. <laughs> that's the excuse. He is really fishing for excuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know, right? It's crazy. But I saw Barbie. People, we need to break up. Sorry. Yeah. Like I really want to hear Rebecca's take on it, but like I, but let me talk Rebecca right you now. You didn't okay? listen to the episode a couple weeks ago where I talked about it. Boom, Why? roasted. Yeah, but um, <laughs> people forget that movies and video games are art, and art is meant to move you. That is kind of the definition mm -hmm. of art, right? Mm -hmm. And so if it evokes an emotion from you, then it did its job. You know what I mean? And if well, it, and especially like if it inspired you. The, yes. Especially the thing about the Barbie movie, too, is, is it's very good at exposing holes in people's empathy and perspectives. So, like, if you're a man and you walk away with this kind of attitude about the Barbie movie, it's really highlighting, like, you know, mm -hmm. you are lacking in areas of perception and empathy where you are not really understanding a woman's lived experience because, like, I can't the, – the movie highlights so spectacularly and specifically – women's lived experience and men who are walking are... away from that who are just like that was woke garbage like you're not taking the time to understand the women in your lives exactly you're not having conversations with them really don't mm -hmm. you dare make me look at my life and introspect i don't like that exactly <laughs> that's exactly right tony that's I was exactly where right. you were going with that tony it was sarcasm you know, it was. You was got it. <laughs> and another thing, and another thing I hate about people who critique Barbie when their only critique is, oh, she's a bimbo and a slut. That's not Barbie at all. No, Barbie, not at all. Barbie is an independent woman who doesn't need no man. Like very specifically, she was introduced as a single woman with her own job and her own house in the 60s. Like that mm -hmm. was revolutionary. Exactly. And she didn't have time. She's not a bimbo because she like Ken is optional, right? Like she <laughs> has, Ken, Ken is, is totally an accessory. Yes. Yeah. It's all about her and what she can do in her own life and what she can be. And Barbie can be anything barbie can be an astronaut a lawyer a doctor and not to say bimbos can't be yes. lawyers and doctors but like <laughs> maybe pick a different adjective and and i'll just say this as 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 a uh, guy a pro, you know who's getting a lot more uh, aarp mailers uh these days uh i've too, I've, huh? I've stomped on <laughs> i've stomped on the terra quite Why, a bit, and i'll and i'll just say this gentlemen <laughs> the planet is made up of 51 percent of women they outnumber us and we should listen to them here's the we thing. should listen to them 2023 <laughs> i have not seen nearly enough people talking about this but 2023 really highlights about how if you want to make money in any industry cater to women the barbie movie's about to make a billion dollars exactly. taylor swift's era tours selling out 
like madness in every single stadium. Beyonce's mm -hmm. stadium tours selling out in every single stadium. Like women will buy things. Women will attend things if you cater it to us and actually pay attention to our interests. Yes. Look at the and makeup industry. Multi-billion yeah. dollars. And as Bug Hunter points out, they live longer than we do, guys. So that too. You know, keep that in mind. I've I've been advocating for years, let the women take over. And I'm I'm still and hoping this happens. That was a joke about the makeup industry, by the way. There's a huge <laughs> argument about how like Barbie Land in the movie is the opposite of patriarchy, and it's not. Because in Barbie Land, it's not that they're like putting down the men like they do in the they don't Put, they're not putting down the men in Barbie land like men put down women in patriarchy there's more equity and like the women are more independent and not dependent on Ken's and not mm -hmm. forcing themselves on Ken's livelihoods Ken can go do whatever he wants and they are also welcome in the Barbie spaces mm -hmm. that's great I like so, I love that attitude yeah it's 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 not a like specific matriarchy but it's not the opposite of a patriarchy where we're just putting down the men like the right. men put us down yeah <sighs> uh, all right let's let's turn to something a little i want to go to barbie land <laughs> what did you consume this week who wants to start uh, I'll, I'll, a lot of mcdonald's I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that right now oh you on that sorry uh, go ahead facebook workout <laughs> mcdonald's go ahead rebecca um uh subspace rhapsody strange new worlds a uh, 11 out of 10 absolutely just chef's kiss magnificent stuff very good yep um, I went to go see the latest A24 movie, Talk to Me, which, by the way, A24 meeting all of SAG's demands, so they get to have their movies made. Hmm. Oh, good. And good. There's, there's a studio, think about it, there's a studio that specifically does low-budget independent films, and they happen to be able to meet all of SAG's demands. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know there was anyone out there that was able to do that. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, work did, right I didn't now. think there was any money. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but uh, I went to go see the latest horror movie from A24, Talk To Me, which is about, um, you know, it's an Australian film. I did not know that, so that was fun. Um, so it's actually it, called Talk To Me. Talk, talk, talk To Me. Was it talk hard to, to watch a lot of upside down people? Yeah, it was totally upside down. <laughs> when they flushed the toilet, were you like, it went wrong? Up. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Into their butt. Neat. <laughs> You used to have to pay for that. Um, but it's about, you know, um, a group of teens who get there, who get a hold of this hand that allows them to communicate with the dead. And um, it's, it is, I will admit, it is another story that is like, oh, the grief was calling from inside the house. And <laughs> so, so it's like frequency. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Except good. I, I nailed the reference, guys. You didn't, yes, like, you did. you didn't like the movie um, Frequency, Carrie? Oh, no, it was terrible. Oh, <laughs> man. That's just me. You and I come from like troubled it. backgrounds. And this, I'm glad you like it. This oh, movie okay. does the horror aspect really well. Um, it's made by a couple of guys who they have a YouTube channel. I wish I could point it out to you but i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head that's fine um but Two they do YouTubes. excellent they do excellent work in the realm of like horror and gore um horror? and i had to watch like this a lot of the time um oh. i could have used quite a bit more in the world and lore building aspect of the movie um oh, it just kind okay. of seemed to do it progressed without really explaining itself but i heard in an interview with those guys that they would love to do more of this more of movies in this universe because they have a whole lore they have a whole thing that they want to do that goes further into um the history of this hand oh okay. um, so i gave it a three and a half out of five 
it, like it was good, it was good horror, but I needed more of the world building. Okay. Um, and then yesterday I went to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. What's and it about? Teenage Mutant <laughs> <Ducks>. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> I know. I don't know anything about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I base I know they their names and mm-hmm. I know that they're turtles and like that's well, all of my knowledge. You know that three I have. things about them straight from the title. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right there. Okay. <laughs> um, and I know they like pizza. Um, but so I went into this and I was kind of like, oh, I didn't even know any. Like I've seen previous tmnt movies before but like uh i mm-hmm. can't remember anything about them this movie blew me away the animation was astounding the whole time i just kept thinking wow animation is so cool animation mm-hmm. is so cool and i wish they would do more like this um i feel confident in saying that i'm a michelangelo girl uh really that tracks, that tracks. <laughs> everyone See, who I... knows me best has agreed See, said, I, used yeah, to be that a, I used to be a Raphael <laughs> because i had a terrible temper but now i'm probably not so much anymore yeah. Oh, you're you're definitely a Leonardo. Are you serious? Like that's you know, not even a question. Yeah. Oh, like, see, come yeah. on. Yeah, and it's Here. really it's really funny to like now that I kind of have a, a grasp on who each personality type, like everybody telling me what they are, like, oh, that's what a fun <laughs> personality it's test. A, it's like the Sex in the City personality test. I'm a Samantha, I'm Kim or not Samantha. <laughs> yeah, I just watched that episode yeah, of what we do in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, um, I a killer soundtrack. I I wasn't really paying attention to who was behind this movie while it was getting made. So you have like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldstein and like th- three other guys who wrote this movie. And so mm-hmm. I I usually am like, oh, five people to write a movie? That's too many. Um, but they know what they're doing and they it's, absolutely did a phenomenal it's, job it's apparently chock full of jokes apparently so yeah it's chock full of pop culture references which i wasn't really expecting um would, i i thought mindy kaling was also on the writing staff was she not on the writing staff she not, might that have I, been. not that i or saw she only april credits. o'neill or am i getting everything no, wrong you're no. getting everything wrong i don't think um, yeah that's come on, a, right at all april, april o'neill was played by ao i don't know how to pronounce her last name but she's from Sydney the bear on the bear yeah yeah oh yeah she's great that's she did april great O'Neil, um yeah. killer voice cast all of seth rogan's friends are there and mm-hmm. then um music the whole time the soundtrack i was like this is a really good soundtrack this is a really good score Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yes. Uh, Their names popped up in the credits, and I was like, damn, that's why this movie was so good. I have seen this movie described as Cronenberg for kids, and when you see it, you'll understand why. (laughs) But uh, five out of five. I absolutely loved this movie. I thought it was so good. Yeah, our, I had a blast. Uh, our friend lawyer Mike took his kids to it, and he said that they all loved it. He he said he felt it was a little dark for kids. It was kind of it was kind of dark and a little more adult than he expected. But I, yeah, I liked, I saw it with um, a six-year-old and he loved it. You just so. grabbed one off the street. Come here, you. Yeah, I just, I just grabbed him. You, you, know, you want to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? We're, go- <laughs> We're going to the movies. <laughs> I think it's just fascinating that uh, this little, you know, pulp comic that was made in a, a couple of guys' apartment buildings is now this long-standing thing that is generational and is going to go on forever i just i just think that's fabulous that yeah that it it came from a little black and white sketch comic you know that from there boom this you know social uh, psychological this whole zeitgeist (laughs) media phenomenon i uh i i i'm gonna try to go see the meg 2 
this weekend. Oh, awesome. Because <laughs> uh, I love a terrible monster movie. <laughs> and well, I read, That's what you're signing up for. <laughs> I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm signing up for. And I don't know if I've talked about it. I read the book that the, that the movie, that the first movie was based on. There it's a, was a book. A- that it's a, a series. It is a series of books. There wow. are multiple books. Wow. And are there the just author... pages that say shark, 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 uh-huh. shark, 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 shark? But it is extremely <laughs> obvious that the author has inserted himself as the main lead. Well, yeah, of those these are the best books. stories. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's right. Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Which one was Germ? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hopefully going to see the Meg 2 this weekend. All right. Uh, who's next? Tony, I'll go next. James, Tony. Uh, Carrie briefly quoted what we do in the shadows. I started watching the latest season of that. Just still firing on all cylinders. Just mm-hmm. classic. Loving it. Uh, we're, we're plowing through Twisted Metal. That's enjoyable. I don't care what anyone says. I'm right. liking it. <laughs> were you going to say something different, I will, Carrie? I will comment coming up. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, we started The Witcher as well. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, unfortunately, Witching? I feel like I feel like that show peaked in the first season. Mm. But on the same With the note, the bathtub scene, it, yeah, well, obviously. On the mm-hmm. same note, I don't feel like the quality has gone down vastly or anything. I still enjoy it. I I'm still having a good time with it. But the first season, I think, was definitely the best. Um, Always sunny, catching up on that, just amazing. Righteous gemstones, also phenomenal. Uh, now I uh, I went and saw Oppenheimer. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, you guys know how I feel about Tenet. Yeah, your 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 Christopher Nolan Did hate you... is strong with Tenet. Yeah. But but okay, before you talk okay, we, we know you hate Tenet. Everybody hates Tenet. Um, but what's your opinion on other Nolan films? Oh, I love all the other Nolan films. Okay, so it's Which is why Tenet. Tenet's stuck in his craw so much. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and you know what? After seeing Oppenheimer, Mr. Christopher Nolan, I forgive you. For Tenet. <laughs> I won't forget about Tenet, but I do forgive you. Uh, let me tell you, Oppenheimer was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, oh, five good. out of five. I was I was completely enthralled the entire two hours and 40 minutes or whatever it was, but uh, super loved it. I saw I was able to see it in IMAX at Jordan Commons, so it's not like a real, real IMAX theater, but it's pretty dang close because the mean, screen is massive and the sound was just like, wah. It, what yeah, SPF I mean, did you put on before you went? Thirty-five. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's only thirty theaters in the United States yeah, that do the seventy millimeter IMAX. Right. Uh, here in downtown Salt Lake, they're showing it in thirty-five millimeter, okay. which is the, cute. Oh, what which the I think hell? is That's a cute. Half. <laughs> it's That's a half. cute option. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's yeah. the Salt Lake Film Society. They're doing yeah, it. Yeah, God bless them. I, I super enjoyed it. Um, Nolan uh, is, is he's back, baby. He's, he's firing on all, all right. cylinders. Now that again. you have forgiven him, hard cut to Christopher Nolan in his house orb that's set in the mountains, and him in his Swedish or English accent. He's just like, I'm glad that he's forgiven me. He's listening to the show. Oh, good. What's yeah, he's listening live right now. Tony is back. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that the script, um, all the scenes that are in color, are written in the first person, and then all the scenes in black and white are written in the third person? Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's too smart for me. That's too I'll smart. Shut it for down. That. Last thing I want to mention: I found yes. this. I came across this weird little indie movie on um, Amazon Prime, and I read the synopsis and saw that it had a high rating. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll watch it. It's 2007, called "The Man from Earth." Oh. You guys ever heard of this? I think I have. 
So Talk this was it. this was an indie movie that came out in 2007, uh, written by Jerome Bixby, which if you know that name, uh, then you watch a lot of Star Trek. Yes. And directed by Richard Shankman. I, I, I don't know that is, uh, I guess. But anyway, um, it's got people in it that you see and you're like, I know that person, but I don't know their name. Uh, <laughs> John Billingsley is in there. You've seen him in lots of stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Tony Todd is a recognizable, recognizable face, uh, mm-hmm. Candyman, right? Uh, a guy named William Cat and another person that you recognize, Richard Rail. And then it's very small cast. There's only like nine people total in the entire movie or eight people. But it's this it's this guy. Okay, I'll admit the first three minutes, you're like, okay, this is a really low budget indie thing that sucks. Get past the first three minutes. It's okay, I promise. <laughs> um, and then it's the story of a guy who is leaving town and it's a it's a bunch of his friends that get together because he's it's like a going away party and they're mm-hmm. all university professors. He is as well, and he's just like I'm leaving town, and they're trying to get out of him. Why are you leaving town? Uh, everyone loves you here. You're great. Um, wh- where are you going? And uh, he starts telling them a story about how he has been alive for fourteen thousand years, and he has to move on every ten years or so because people start to realize he hasn't that aged. He hasn't aged. Oh, interesting. This, this is some a... pretty high ratings. Yeah, it's really, really good. Holy cow, I loved it. There's no action or anything like that, but it's just, it's as though you're in the room listening to the story with Mm. the other characters. Is it like a a stage play, kind of? Yeah, easily could have been done on a stage. Interesting, okay. Um, And it's called The Man from Earth. The Man from Earth. Think of it, if you're a comic book reader, think of it as though uh, Vandal Savage wasn't... uh, Power Hungry Despot. Okay. That's this movie. Really cool. Check it out. The Man from Earth on Amazon. It's on Freebie, so Amazon Prime or Freebie. Uh, James. Been cranking work out, getting it done. Not working out, like work. I meant work a lot. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I need shows that I don't. Yeah. I mean, you can tell. I know I come off as Jack and Vascular, but uh, I uh, never watched Andor. Watched it. It's okay. It's good. It's what good. It's just, what do you mean? It's just okay. Never <laughs> <laughs> right. watched those shows. Well, here's the thing. So I was I, I stayed at work one night until eleven thirty, and it was during the episodes of Andor where they were in prison. Mm-hmm. And do you ever watch something at a time in your life that's a little too on the nose? Did and you? It's like, were you in not prison, like James? where I work is yeah, jail, but like <laughs> it just left me with a weird taste in my mouth, you know. I'm like, ah, I need to come back to this at a different time. But I've been watching, and it's, dude, and I don't know if anybody else watched it in this order, so I still hadn't seen, I haven't watched all of season three of Mandalorian. That's fine. And I watched You're Andor, fine. which is super grounded. Every blaster shot matters. People die by getting shot in, like, the kidney. And then, like, <laughs> you go to, like, the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian where they're fighting a giant crocodile in Florida, and, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's weird to imagine that all of this is happening in the same universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's, that's why Andor's different and special. And better. yeah, it's well, I mean, it, it's it's the same reason. Andor's really good. Don't get me wrong; I don't want the takeaway to be that it's bad. It's good. It's not. You bad hate good. it, and we all know it. Yeah, um, but <laughs> my favorite movie doesn't have Jedi in it, and I never thought that was going to be a thing. Um, yeah, in Fight Star Club Wars. doesn't have Jedi. Rogue so. One has no Jedi. Oh, as far as I know, right? 
Well, there's well, there's the Jedi Temple. There's the guy. There's the guy who's who is yeah. like. Okay, what you're saying yeah. is proving there's, me wrong, and I don't like that. No, I agree with you, James. <laughs> that was why I didn't care for Rogue One, especially there's no space wizards. I like my space wizards. I like it when there's no like. Space don't get me wrong. Wizards. Like the, the 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 Sith scene at the end was kind of awesome. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, there um, was that. I did. That. I started Jedi Survivor this week. <gasps> is it good? Are you liking uh, it? Well, it's. Did you get a poncho? Ru- I'm rusty, and so I kept, like, dying so many mm. times. Dude, okay, okay, okay. okay. You got to make Rebecca, those jumps, like you're otherwise like you're dead. Mm-hmm. You're like me, okay? You got nothing to prove to nobody. Go into the settings, turn it all the way down. Yeah, you're no, that's what I'm doing. My friend, my friend, my friend, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Sure and I still, that. and I still... Coruscant is a rough place to be, you guys. <laughs> There's only one piece of land on the entire planet. It's, it's crazy. Coruscant is a, is a difficult place to navigate. I will All just right. say that. I have nothing for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I did, uh, let's see, of course, what we do in the shadows. I'm keeping yep. up with that. That's good. Uh, I uh, took my own advice and went and rewatched because I said it was Oppenheimer adjacent. Uh, you can watch it for free on YouTube called The Atomic Cafe. Oh, yeah. Which is, I'm gonna it was a documentary made in 1980, and it's uh, all it is is old educational films about the atomic bomb. And, you know, also footage of how the troops were trained to interact with the first test of the atomic bomb down in uh, uh, Arizona, New Mexico. Los, Los Alamos, Alamos, New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And uh, interviewing guys who were, you know, your job is to run toward the blast. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah. There's a film of, of the of the army people explaining to them, says, well, you know, you've heard about this radiation, but, you know, you'll be out of there before it really affects you. That's uh, just science stuff. It doesn't you know, make no sense. The thing you need to worry about is the heat and the flash. That's really what you need to... <laughs> yeah, it's for just, that two yikes. seconds. Everything it's, after that, you also need to worry Carrie, about if that. your anxiety yeah. was on a sliding scale before you watched this and after, where did it end up? I, it wasn't anxiety. It was just sadness, really, yeah. because, oh. you know, all of the, we were so naive about it, you know, or yeah. we were being lied to, which is what I tend to believe. I mean, I also, think it yes. was both. I think it I was think a, it, a healthy it, combination yeah. of both. Well, yeah. I think, too, like they didn't really understand what the effects were going to be. Mm-hmm. And like they and there were still to this day, like learning about how the atomic blast affected a populace. Right. Yeah. Like we had no idea. They. In, they don't really talk about this in Oppenheimer, but they weren't expecting survivors. And so, you know, after the blast, mm-hmm. when right. you start when the, you start hearing story, all these horror stories of yep. all of the survivors mm-hmm. of the blast, like they got to try to tamp that down because they mm-hmm. don't want people to think, oh, we just committed a war crime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I binged Twisted Metal, got it done. Oh, you finished and, it? Uh, I think I got it. And is it worth it, Carrie? Here's here's the you thing about this me. show: it's big dumb fun. Yeah, and that's all it's meant to be. And exactly. I would rather watch something like this than some reality show. You know, yeah. for, if I want big, dumb fun, I'll watch this instead of a reality show. And anyone that was expecting high art based on the Twisted Metal mm-hmm. games, come on. <laughs> and it just made me fall in love with Stephanie Beatriz even more. She's awesome um, in it. She is. Uh, there's a new show called Children Ruin Everything. Uh, which <laughs> is, is that's it not a my new life? idea, though. <laughs> it's <laughs> your James, you're going to watch it and go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, need- it's got it's got the actress who played the ghost in that uh, the ghost in the werewolf and the vampire show. Being uh, human, oh, be, um, being human, yeah. The English uh, the version, American, of the U- oh, the, the American, American, the American version. The what American streaming version. service did you say you watched it on? 
This was CW. All right. Uh, so that's children ruin everything. It's it's quite relatable. What's it about? Uh, it's about children ruining everything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know that. <laughs> no, it's about these these parents who they have two kids, and you know how have it, regrets. They have regrets, you know, and but at the same time, one of them wants more kids, you know. And Am I the only one here with kids? I've seen couples yeah. with refreshing. that. I've seen couples like with it. that dynamic in their relationship. One that's mm -hmm. like. <gasps> Can we be done? The other one's like, let's have three more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you carry it and push it out of your body. <laughs> She's sometimes not it me out of my the, seat Sometimes again. it is the girl in the relationship that wants more, and the guy's like, um, oh, I've had enough. Re Rebecca, I finished season two of Kevin, uh, Kevin Can Go F Himself. And? Uh, that show could have been one season, ten episodes. I agree. I feel. I agree. It was it, they dragged yeah. it out too long. But what do you think of the finale? The finale—that's the payoff that I wanted. Yeah, that is exactly yeah. what I wanted to see. Uh, it's an older show, so I can tell you about it. It's it's there's this guy who is Kevin, and every time he's on the show, it's like the show's a sitcom, like King of Queens. Like King of Queens, exactly. And and he's a he's an idiot, and and he's a problem, and all of this. But it's in a sitcom, so it's okay. But it's affecting the real life of the people who are not. You know, when he's not on screen, it's real life. Uh, you know, and those and, are secondary character problems. Yeah. But then finally in the finale, we get Kevin in real life and what he would be like in real life, well, which is an abusive a hole. You know, the, the, the point of the show that they, this, I mean, this is kind of a spoiler, but I don't know anybody who's going to watch it's, it. No one's going to watch her, it. Her, the, the sitcom portions of the show are her coping mechanism. Because exactly. you also, you also see the sitcom mm. format when she's talking to her mother and Kevin's not there. Yeah. And so you mm. understand that when, when it's in sitcom format, it is her trying to navigate life as a coping mechanism. But mm -hmm. then when she finally, um, empowers herself and get yeah. and you know realizes what she needs to do and is okay to move on kevin is there in the real world and he's scary he's mm -hmm. a scary asshole mm, and yep. oh that like i've i've said it a thousand times this finale is in my top five tv series finales it really it's is so good and you could probably just watch the finale and not, not necessarily have to watch the whole yeah because like the 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 whole two seasons there's a lot of like stressful stuff but like carrie said it could easily be 10 episodes one season call it good Exactly. I think you could have conveyed the message that quickly. Um, let's see. Uh, and of course, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, we, uh, I was watching it yesterday afternoon, and <laughs> Sue said, uh, aren't your friends coming over to talk about Geek Show in about an hour? <laughs> and I said, yes. She goes, don't so, you think you should stop watching this so that your are eyes you aren't be all crying? red? <laughs> and, you, you know, and you'll have to go and wash your face from the tears. Maybe you should stop watching it now. And I went, you're, you're correct. Yes. He's always looking out for you. <laughs> I, my finger has gone over that movie so many times. And every time I'm just like, I can't, not right now. But I, I love can't it, watch it again. So much. I've only I watched it a second time because my husband hadn't seen it, and now I'm like, okay, and now I never have to watch this movie ever again. <laughs> Here's the thing, James, and this is this is your dad talking to you. Um, I'm in. Your oh. kids don't let your kids see it. I won't. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. It, not yet. Like not one, it's kids. the emotional stuff, and it would go right over their heads because they're not really good at speaking English yet. But also, <laughs> like, <laughs> how are they? The animal Spanish? part. I was like, oh my. Gosh, well, this yeah. is like mm -hmm. saw level yeah. imagery. I would, I would say that to anybody who has kids who love these movies, don't let the kids see volume three until they're much older. 
I that's just me. The, the theming behind the movie shows that just because you look like a monster doesn't mean that you are a monster. So it has like beautiful subcontext. Hey, also, the message the of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. I was to say mm-hmm. we're back to Wreck It Ralph. Just because you are a bad guy doesn't make you a bad guy. Oh, all right, chills. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, let's uh, thank you all for showing up, everyone. Oh, do we have any games, Tony? Real quick. Uh, let me check here. Probably not because everyone's afraid oh, yeah, of Baldur's do. Gate three. Yeah, Pikmin four that. came out, man. Week. Which one? Pikmin, Pikmin 4. four came oh, out yeah, that, uh, that July twenty eighth. That already came out. Though. Okay, we're, we're yeah. talking about games that are coming out. I just want week. more people to buy that game so I can get more game. It's yeah, all about <laughs> Baldur's Gate. Right it really now. is. There's there's nothing. So, nope. There's nothing right now. Does it play Baldur's pretty Gate. similar to the other ones? Uh, yeah, for the most part, from what I've read, I haven't got it yet because I'm still playing. I just started Larian's previous game, Divinity: Original Sin Two. But uh, everyone I know that's playing it is having a complete blast. And mm-hmm. yesterday or Friday. Steam, the 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 game service had five hundred thousand concurrent players doing uh, wow. Baldur's Gate three at Dude, one wow. time. Yeah, did it's you see it got optimized for Steam That's Deck as well? So uh, I don't know if it got optimized for Steam Deck. I did read that it plays well on the ROG Ally for the most mm. part. So all right. Uh, again, thank you all for being here. We thank you all. Uh, thanks you guys for doing the show with us, James. Thank Woo-hoo. you very much. Dude, I'm uh, here anytime you need me. We're going to uh, uh, right now take a break, and unless you're listening on the podcast, then we'll see you. Uh, we're we're going to take a break, and we're going to go to our Patreon only after party. Yeah. Uh, once again, if if you're a member of Patreon, you can enjoy this, and I would suggest uh, joining our 350 True Believer tier sooner rather than later. Changes are coming to the Patreon. Uh, thanks, you guys. Live long and prosper, bitches, for the culture. Bye. I like you.